I got my game face on, I'm feeling lucky If I play on defense, you shouldn't trust me I got my eyes on the prize, I'm feeling so alive I'm scoring me a win tonight I'm scoring me a win What's up, what's up, what's up, my NBA sports fam? It's your boy, L.A. Ray, host of NBA Old School Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And we are sponsored by DraftKings.com and Raycon Earbuds. And, of course, in the background, my man DJ OG, busting out the sounds, baby, those old school songs like we all like, Aqua Boogie, Aqua Bully by Parliament Funkadelic. So check it out, man. This episode here, I want to I want to briefly talk about Russell Westbrook, and of course, over to the L.A. Clippers. And then in the second segment, as you just listened to that couple of clips, Damian Lillard just bust up somebody for 71 points. I can't even think who the hell they was playing off the top of my head, but he busted. Oh, the Houston Rockets. Well, there you go. 71 points. And talk a little bit about the Lakers resurgence. And a little bit about Boston and Milwaukee, who's going to end up being the beast of the East. But let me start off with the clip joint. Clipper Nation. Clipper Holics in the house. Hang on, hang on one second before I do that. DJ OG, just one more, one more time. A little volume. My man DJ OG just be kicking them out, baby. So check it out. L.A. Clipper fans, you have to be encouraged, even though you lost the first two games with Westbrook in the lineup. You have to be encouraged by the play of the Clippers. Now, a lot of people may think, man, L.A. Ray, you out your damn mind, man. They lost both games. Sure they did. They lost to a... A Sacramento Kings team, man, who who doesn't like to watch those kids play, man. 176 to 175. And another topic for another day. To me, wasn't nobody playing no damn defense in that game. Some people beg to differ, not me. There's no in the world 176 should be points should be scored in a regular season game, even if it's two overtimes. But yeah, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. And then the Clippers have no shame in losing to the number one seed in the West so far in the Denver Nuggets. Who they, who they lost to yesterday. But let me specifically talk about Westbrook and his role with the Clippers and how he's looked so far. 
I tell you what, Clipper fans, just off the surface, just you know, as a as an eye test, let's say, just 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 as an eye test, doesn't he look a whole lot more comfortable with that team as opposed to the Lakers? Now, you know, my Laker fam that, that's watching this or, or listening to this this episode here will probably say, man, again, Ray, you got your man. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, where was that with the Lakers? Hey, man, it's one thing wearing a purple and gold and you're playing with LeBron James, who some people think is the GOAT. Yada, yada, yada. It was a lot of pressure on him. But, you know, he's he's a veteran. It just didn't work out with the Lakers. Let's just call it, it'll call it what it is, man. Just didn't work out. So now he's over with the Clippers and his boy, Paul George. And so far, he's balling. He's balling. You know, with the exception of the seven turnovers in that first game. Didn't, you know, like that that much, of course. Seven turnovers. But, you know, I'm sure Ty Lue will clean that up. But he just looks a whole lot more comfortable on the floor. He's driving to the basket at will like he used to do in the past, not worried about getting fouled, not worried about going to the free throw line. He's not worried about shooting the outside jump shot. Don't look like to me, whether he makes it or not, he was never a great three-point shooter to begin with. But he just looks a whole lot more comfortable shooting the ball. He's distributing the ball, and he's rebounding. He's doing Russell Westbrook things. And I tell you what, that bodes well for the Clippers. Right now, the Clippers, they are number, I want to say, fifth. In the Western Conference, right now they're fifth, 33-30. and 30. Half game behind the Phoenix Suns, who's going to get Kevin Durant really soon. So, not sure if they're going to be able to pass the Phoenix Suns. But I tell you what, when the playoffs start, the Clippers are going to be one of those teams where other teams, they won't say it out loud. They won't say it publicly. You're not going to see it on ESPN or anything like that. But in the back of their mind, it's going to say, man, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to play the Clippers. At least not in the first round. Nobody's going to want to play this team. Nobody. With the talent, with the talent that they have. Hang on, hang on one second. DJ OG got something going on here. Give me, give me a little volume on that, baby. Oh, this is old school. This is old school personified right here. Feels good. Clippers fans should really feel good right about now. Yeah, baby. Kick it out, kick it out. Yes, sir. DJ OG in the house. Kicking out the old school jams. But getting back to the Clippers real quick. Who's going to want to play that team in, in the first round? Anyway, right now, if the playoffs were to start today, the Clippers would end up playing the Phoenix Suns. Now, again, right now, the Phoenix Suns are without Kevin Durant. And when they get him, you know, many people think Kevin Durant right now is the best player on the planet. And if he's healthy, there's no telling how far that team can go with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, who many people think deserves a championship. I I, I would never understand that uh, ever. Nobody deserves anything. Go out there and win that shit, Chris Paul, if you're that good. But they'll end up playing them. It, I, I, I think they would beat Phoenix, or they can. Let me, let me take that back. They can. If they played Phoenix with a healthy Kevin Durant, I don't think the Phoenix Suns would sweep the Clippers by any stretch of the imagination. If those boys in L.A., the Clip Joint, Clipper Nation, Clipperholics, if they stay healthy, it's always about health with all of these teams. If they stay healthy, they have a chance to win. 
Now, if you look at that, t- I mean, Kawhi Leonard is playing outstanding basketball right now. And that game against Sacramento, man, he was busting Sacramento's ass. I mean, he was he was killing them. He scored 40, how many points he scored? The only concern I have with the Clippers is the turnovers at inopportune times. Paul George is, I'm not going to say he's a turnover machine, but he turns the ball over in inopportune times. Got his pocket picked by De'Aaron Fox. And again, there's no shame in that, I guess. But a lazy cross-court pass over to Russell Westbrook, and they steal the ball and go down. And then Mason Plumlee had two ridiculous turnovers at the end of that game. Sometimes the Clippers can get lax with the basketball, and it can come back to bite them in the ass. In the playoffs, they're going to have to clean that up because if they continue to turn that ball over you know, at inopportune times, they're not going anywhere. Simple as that. They're not going any, any damn where at all. I want to give a shout out to one of my Twitter followers, one of my newest Twitter followers, Erica Lynn. That's at M-S-E-R-I-C-A-L-Y-N. Okay, at Miss Erica Lynn. Okay. We talked about the turnover issue. and She, she admits it too. Team-wide, that's, that's an issue with the Clippers. And all around, they need to clean that up bad. But she thinks the defense will be fine. And if nothing else, they can score points. And Erica is absolutely right on that point. They can score with anybody, but the turnovers has to be cleaned up. And the defense has to get better. I mean, yes, Sacramento was a scoring machine, but my God, man, 176 points. Jesus, H. Christ. Come on, Clip Joint. You got to do better than that. So fret not, Clipper Nation. I think your team will be right in the thick of things. And they're going to be a force to contend with in the Western Conference. That's just L.A. Ray's opinion, baby. And with that, here's a word from our sponsor before we get to segment two, DraftKings.com. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. There's a parlay bet out there that LeBron James is a part of. You might want to bet the over, whatever it is. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, DJ OG, I got these Raycon earbuds in my ear, baby. Give me, give me, something, give me something to listen to and I'll pump it up a little bit. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time.
I know your boy L.A. Ray loves to listen to that old school music, just like the tune that my man DJ OG just kicked out. And lately, I've been listening to a lot of it, and it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust and believe me on that one. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. These earbuds have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and an awareness mode. Go to buyraycon.com slash TBN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash TBPN. school music fam again it's your boy la ray host of nba old school so on this second segment here you know I, I i'd be remiss or remiss remiss that's not a word dude i'd be remiss if i did not talk about the la lakers at least just a little bit since i talked about the clippers you all know that dynamic in la clippers lakers lakers clippers flippers blah 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 I don't quite understand it. If both teams are good, that's a beautiful thing for L.A. But they go after each other every now and then. So, anyway, uh, I like what I see with the Lakers. I love what I see about this Lakers squad, man. Since that trade, since that trade, they have won four out of their last five games. Four out of their last five. I'm sorry, three out of their last four. And the latest win was a 111-108 victory over the Dallas Mavericks in which the Lakers came back from 27 points down in the first half. They were down by 14, around 14 or so points at halftime and came back and beat the Dallas Mavericks, who I think is not going to do anything in the playoffs. I don't think this uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving thing is going to work out. You know, I may be wrong, but who knows. But the LA Lakers, again, that's one of those teams where, you know, some teams in the Western Conference are like, man, I don't want to play them. Not in the first round, anyway. Don't want. I don't want to face these guys. Right now, the Lakers are currently 13th in the West. Somewhere right now. No, they're 12th now since they beat Dallas. They are a half game behind the Portland Trail Blazers, only one game behind the New Orleans Pelicans, and only two and a half games out of the sixth spot, which currently is owned by said Dallas Mavericks. So it is very conceivable that the Lakers can jump over all of those teams and become a sixth seed and then end up playing the Sacramento Kings, who I think the Lakers can beat. Now, of course, the Lakers have to worry about injuries. LeBron James looks like he injured his either foot or his right ankle in that game. You can hear him when he go down. When he went down, he said, I heard something pop. I just hope this guy is not hurt, man. You want to see LeBron James in the playoffs at 100%. And Anthony Davis, when you look at the way he's playing, 
with that emotion, with that fire, with that determination, with that grit. And this dude is balling, man. When he plays like that, he is a top 10 player in this game. I know a lot of people would disagree with me. But to me, he's a top 10 player if he plays like that. It's just a consistency with him, with Anthony Davis. And, of course, the injury bug. Bump that up a little bit, DJ OG. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out, y'all. And I want to get ill So I went to a spot Where my homeboys chill The fellas out there How ironically talking about L.A. <laughs> the Clippers and the Lakers My man DJ OG kicks out Some boys in the hood Straight out of Compton, baby But again, going back to the L.A. Lakers Looking good to me And the acquisitions that the Lakers Picked up I'll tell you what, man Jared Vanderbilt, man, is out cold that kid is out cold, man, and he is hungry, hungry. 17 rebounds yesterday. He was all over the damn court. You hear what I'm saying? Six out of eight from the field, nine rebounds, 17 rebounds, I'm sorry, and four steals. The guy was all over the place. D'Angelo Russell, he's hurt with an ankle. How come the Lakers always are, 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 they seem like they lead the league in ankle injuries? I don't know what it is. But he's out with an ankle right now, but it's nothing too serious. Malik Beasley, the other pick now, he was only 3 out of 14 from the field, 2 out of 11 from beyond the arc for only 8 points. But trust and believe, he's a much better, better shooter than that. Malik Beasley is. The game before against Golden State, he led the Lakers in scoring with 25 points. So this guy can score. And then, lastly, they picked up Mo Bamba. Not sure what they're going to get with him. But they are a much better team without Westbrook. Now, it's, it's just, just ironic. Westbrook goes from one locker room to the next. He's not a fit with the L.A. Lakers, the Portland Gold. What does he do? He goes to the locker room across the arena to the red and white, blue L.A. Clippers. And after two games, he looks like he fits just right in. Go figure. That just goes to show you about It's all about chemistry, baby. It's all about chemistry. So the L.A. Lakers, you Laker fans, Laker Nation, Laker Nation, I see the Lakers if, if, if it was a fifth, we'll all be drunk. That's what my dad used to say. I see the L.A. Lakers leapfrogging a bunch of those teams and ending up anywhere from sixth through the eighth spot. Now, of course, if they get the seventh or eighth spot, they're going to have to play in that ridiculous play-in tournament and win a game. But that I believe that game would be at home, so I think the Lakers would win. God forbid, I hope they don't get nine or ten, and you have to win two playoff games, one on the road, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe even both of them on the road. And don't want to see the Lakers do that. So that's why, you know, everyone is saying that the Lakers, that they're hoping that the Lakers end up in a sixth spot. They don't have to worry about the ridiculous play-in tournament. And they'll end up playing the Sacramento Kings, who looks like they're going to hold on to the number three spot. Even though Sacramento Kings has one of the better offenses in the NBA, they are a very, very young team. Very, very young team. And I just don't think they would beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. And the Lakers could at least win one playoff series. But, again, there's a lot of teams in the Western Conference like, man, I don't want to face either one of the L.A. teams, the Lakers or the Clippers, in the first round. Both of these teams are very, very good teams. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens 
with the two LA teams as we listen to Boys in the Hood. DJ OG just kicking out the old school songs, baby. So lastly, I want to talk about the Eastern Conference, though. The Eastern Conference, you know, of course, you have the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and, you know, Philadelphia 76ers. I'm not, you know, quite there with them yet, even though, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, MVP, uh, the joke we're probably getting, he probably deserves it. The guys are walking down triple-double, man. Joel Embiid, though, he's having a very, very good year. He is. Very, very good year. That game against the Boston Celtics, he almost won it with, what was it, 0.2 seconds left, or he was uh, 0.2 seconds a little too late. And he even that ball from, hell, it was even further uh, beyond half court. It was like he was at the free throw line at the other end of the court. And he heaved that ball up, but wasn't enough time on the clock. Check it out, DJ LG. He kicked out a little DMX. Check it out, DMX. Check it out. To you cowards, then it's gonna be quick. I oh, you made up in the jail before. Suck my dick. You know, the catch you run with. Little DMX in the house. So let's examine the Eastern Conference real quick before I before I let you all go here. Let me check my NBA standings here. Well, of course, the Boston Celtics, they've been on top all season long. They're sitting at 44 and 17 at on top. But the Milwaukee Bucks have won, I wanna say 15 in a row. No, 14 in a row. 14 in a row with they win over the Phoenix Suns yesterday. 14 in a row. They won that game without Giannis, who has a, what is it, ankle, foot, whatever it is, but there's nothing serious. Did you see Giannis on the sidelines just imploring his team? His, this is arguably the best player in the game. He was all into the game. He wasn't just sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbs. This guy was up. He was cheering his boys on. And that Milwaukee Bucks team, they just showed how deep they are. They, they really showed how deep they are. Now, again, this is the Phoenix Suns, you know, coming from the West Coast. I don't know, maybe a long trip. Maybe I'm not sure what Phoenix is scheduled. I don't have it right in front of me. But, you know, maybe they're, uh, you know, looking at the uh, commercial airlines and waiting to, waiting to hell to get back to Phoenix. But that was a very, very good game. And without Giannis, without Giannis, they did the trick. If you look at this team, if Giannis is not playing, they just plug in Bobby Portis. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Brooke Lopez is playing very, very good basketball. 9 out of 17 yesterday. 13 rebounds, 22 points. Giroud Holiday, 13 out of 22. This guy may be having the best seasons of his career. 33 points. Led the Bucks in scoring yesterday. Chris Middleton hasn't even gotten his sea legs under him yet since he came back from injury. But look out when it comes to the playoff time. And then they acquired Jay Crowder. So this team, and also uh, uh, Jared Ingles, they have on this on this squad, who of course Joe Ingles, I'm sorry, who of course can shoot that pill, baby. So the question you have to ask yourself is: Boston or the Milwaukee Bucks going to come out this Eastern Conference? The Boston Celtics. I mean, you can't go wrong with these guys, man. They are just simply loaded. They simply loaded. It's a very, very good game against Philadelphia. 110-107 victory by the Boston Celtics. And they just simply showed their depth. 
They are they are they are a a team that's kind of like on autopilot. You know, Jason Tatum. You know, he's seven out of 17, 13 rebounds, six assists. Turned over five times, so that's kind of concerning. But it's just one game. Scored 18 points. Old Al Horford, what is he, like 75 years old? But he can still shoot that three if he's open. Five out of eight from the field. Yeah, Robert Woods playing that center. He was seven out of seven from the field, folks. 14 points. Marcus Smart, the emotional and defensive leader of that team. You know, Jalen Brown, 10 out of 21, 26 points. You know, you got Brogdon. You got you got Brogdon on this team, who I thought was going to have actually a larger role. But you still got him coming off the bench. And you got Derek White, who can also ball. So if you want my humble opinion on which one of these teams, I all season long, so I can't change now. You know, you know Leopard changes spots and all that. No, I'm going to stick with the Boston Celtics. That's what I've said from the beginning of the season. I'm going to stick with that. Although the Milwaukee Bucks, I will say, is probably the most scariest team in the league right now, in the Eastern Conference, I should say. But the Boston Celtics, to me, are still the better team. And I believe they will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Now, a lot of people think that Milwaukee, if it wasn't for the Chris Middleton injury last year, that this could have possibly been their third NBA Finals. Of course, they beat the Phoenix Suns year before last, last year. Uh, they, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then, sorry, not the Eastern Conference Finals, the semifinals. And they're back. They're going to be back again this year in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. So we will see. It's going to be the Greek freak against Jason Tatum. As your marquee matchup. And Jason Tatum is, I'm not even going to say he's an up-and-coming superstar. He is a superstar. And Jalen Brown is not, is not too far behind him. And that series is going to be so riveting. It's going to be so physical. It's going to be so much fun to watch. But I'm going to hedge my bet on the Boston Celtics. As a matter of fact, I, after this uh, uh, episode is over, I think I might go to DraftKings.com, see what the odds are of Boston winning a championship or winning the Eastern Conference, I should say, and place a couple of dollars on the Boston Celtics via DraftKings.com. So before I end this episode, just really quick, I want to touch on Damian Lillard's 71 points yesterday. You heard a couple of clips at the beginning of this episode uh, where Dame scored about, uh, about four of his point, four of his 71 points, or, or five, I should say. One of them was a three-point shot. And then he went down and dunked on somebody on the hapless Houston Rockets. But imagine if this guy played in another market now. It's no disrespect against Portland, Oregon. I personally have never been there, but I heard it's a pretty nice city up there in the Pacific Northwest. Nothing against Portland. Sure, it's very, very nice, but it's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Miami. It's not Chicago. It's not any of those type of places. Hell, it's not even Houston, who's suffering with, again, the hapless Rockets. Houston is one of the top five cities in the United States as far as population goes. But he plays in Portland. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, he doesn't get that. He doesn't get that uh, publicity because he plays on the West Coast and plays on a team in the Trailblazers that's not on national TV that much. Now, that may be true. They're not on national TV that much. But you know what? All you got to do is get NBA, NBA, the NBA channel, uh, Elite Pass and all of that. And you can see Damian Lillard anytime you want to. 
I mean, he was killing this team, killing them. Check out the stats, folks. It was 22 out of 38 from the field, 13 out of 22 from beyond the arc, 14 to 14 from the line, six assists, six rebounds, 71 points. He has scored more than 60 points. I want to say five times in his career. He's like one behind the great Kobe Bryant. And of course, everybody is under, you know, Wilt Chamber, who scored 60 points, probably a thousand times or whatever. I'm being a little facetious, but you know what I mean. But Damian Lillard, man, is an outstanding player. Outstanding. Who wouldn't want him, you know, on their team? Imagine if he played for the Knicks. The New York Knicks are pretty good. I think they're number five in the East, I want to say. They had a player like him in New York. Are you serious? Playing in a garden? Oh, my God. You'd see posters all over the place. There are probably posters of him in Portland, I'm sure, all over the place. But we're talking about New York. New York. This dude would be global. You hear what I'm saying? He is one of the top five or six players in this game. Some people may say, man, you crazy as hell to think that. Damian Lillard, think about it, folks. I'm saying top five or six. Seven at the worst in this game. Again, sometimes he goes unnoticed because he plays in Portland. He's a humble guy. He's not out there tooting his own horn or anything like that. You barely hear from the guy. He'll speak to the media and all that kind of stuff. Just real, really nice, humble guy. He just happens to be a great, great basketball player. Hey, league pass, man. I, I watched the dude. You know, no, they're not on national TV. But again, I guess this is a plug for NBA League Pass and the NBA TV channel. What it costs per month? Not sure what it costs. Yeah, it was about a couple of hundred dollars a year or something like that. If you're a big time NBA basketball fan, get that, man. Get it just to watch him play. He was absolutely killing the Rockets. And the Rockets players on the bench, they were looking like, damn. And I'm, maybe on the inside, they're probably rooting for the guy. Outwardly, they're not going to show that, but it's probably rooting for the guy, man. This guy's about to, he, hell, he probably could have scored 80 if he had wanted to. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, hell, he'll pass the ball off, even though if he got like 60 points. I think he had 40 at halftime or something like that. Something ridiculous. 40 or 41 points at halftime. And then just start absolutely just drilling three, step back threes, going to the basket. He dunked on somebody from Houston. One of their players just, just went down the lane, just dunked, posterized the guy. 71 points. So, folks, do yourself a favor. If you've never seen him play, well, I'm sure all of you, all of you NBA fans have seen him play, of course. But don't count stuff like the All-Star game or something like that. Go watch him play against, if you have the NBA League Pass or NBA TV, watch him play against uh, a good, really, really good team, say, in a, in a Western Conference, let's say. You know, like the, like the Clippers or Denver or, you know, Golden State or the Lakers or Memphis or somebody like that. Phoenix, when they get Kevin Durant, watch this guy and you will be in awe of his talent. Damian Lillard, one of the one of the greatest ambassadors in the NBA at this point in time. And he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No diggity, no doubt, no question about it. Just 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 put his name on the on the plaque or whatever, however that works. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. So there you have it, folks. 
there you have it for this particular episode of NBA Old School. Uh, again, glad you all could listen. Appreciate you all listening. And if you get a chance, you go on Apple Apple Podcasts and, and leave a review for me. Leave a comment. Say, man, this dude L.A., man. This dude's, this dude's all right, man. You know, gives us a little little music during his uh, podcast. Or you can say this guy sucks and don't know what the hell he's talking about. I've heard that, too. So it's just always getting better. So with that, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside or L.A. Old School, I should say. I get my podcast mixed up. I used to do L.A. Courtside, which was focusing on the Lakers and the Clippers, but now I do an NBA old school, which talks about all of the NBA. So with that, I will end it right there. And until the next episode of NBA old school, as DJ OG leads with a little gap band early in the morning, peace.